In this exciting episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about... Yeah, exactly. That's one of my grandchildren. Uh, I'm going to talk about growing pumpkins. My... Yeah, pumpkins. My my exquisitely wonderful daughter wants to plant pumpkins out in the front yard, and I said yes, but it's a little bit late to plant pumpkins and hope that they're going to be here by Halloween. Uh, this is what the nineteenth of September. But you know, she my I'll tell you something about my daughter. As soon as you tell her there's something she can't do, she always figures out a way to do it. So this is going to be an exciting adventure, and she's going to make me a pumpkin pie. We also talk in this episode about banana cake and pies and apple pies and baking and my mom and all kinds of other stuff. So stay tuned, kids. This is Ask the Garden Geek. Well, golly gee, welcome to Ask the Garden Geek. My name is Michael Gross. I am your chief geek. And and you know who Anthony Sullivan is? Uh, if you watch infomercials, he, he now is the voice of OxyClean. Billy Mays, his former best friend who passed away a couple years ago, used to do OxyClean. They had a business together, an infomercial business, a very successful one. And then Billy passed away. And now he still has the business. He used to live down the road from me, not far from me at all, as a matter of fact. And now he has moved up to Vermont because he has a child that has some medical issues. I don't know what they are, but they're pretty severe from what I have been told. And they have tried all kinds of stuff, and they have now found, or he has found, he, you know, he and the child's mummy have found that CBD is stopping her seizures and doing all kinds of wonderful things for her. She's able to sleep through the night and concentrate. And when Anthony Sullivan you know, is passionate about something like the Miracle Mop or, or you know, all the things that he's done. He had that little sweeper. I bought the little sweeper. Didn't like it. Uh, but, uh, but I know a lot of people who did like it. But when Anthony Sullivan's passionate about it, he said he wants to be part of this. So he went to Vermont and he bought a 800-acre farm or something up there. And he had got a business partner and they planted 80,000 seeds for, uh, for hemp, 80,000 hemp seeds. And he has now started a business, and they're growing their own seeds, their, you know, their own plant up there, and processing it. And they are now creating, you know, using it for both medicinal things, and they're also going to use it for industrial. Their, their, their farm is so big that they can't, you know, do everything. Or should I say, they can't do just one thing. They're, they're growing all of the, the hemp that they need uh, to use for the, you know, the, the, whole, the oil, the CBD oil. And I, the, here's how this all understands. First of all, you need to know about me, okay? And if you've listened to this show for any length of time, and since the show began, I have been and remain the anti-pot guy. All right, you know, I'm a child of the 60s, man. I, you know, I I went to pop festivals. I, did, I, I smoked pot when I was young. I did. But then I grew up, and I didn't. And I thought it was stupid. I never really enjoyed pot. You know what? I'm holding up my hand right now. And you can probably count on the fingers of my hand the amount of times I have smoked pot 
And I'm sure I'm going to have at least two fingers that you can't count. So I've probably smoked pot three times in my whole life. And I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I thought it, you know, I just didn't like it. And I, I was always one of these people who thought smoking pot is stupid and smoking pot makes you stupid. That's my opinion. There are people who disagree with me. And, but I've, you know, and when people would call the show and say, oh, Michael, how do you grow pot? I'd tell them to spray Roundup on it. I, I just, you know, I, I would not talk to those people. And, you know, I once got stuck with an interview with a guy from Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. And um, I thought the guy was just crazy, you know. And I, he did not like the interview that we had because I just went off at him. I, I really did. I went off at him. And I, you know, so anyhow, a lot has changed since then. And now all of these medicinal uses for marijuana are showing to be good. And I don't know if they work or not. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. But I know that a lot of people like it and love it and depend on it. So I changed a couple of years ago. I, I radically changed. And I said, okay, it's not for me. I don't want it. Leave me alone. But it's a plant and it should be legal. It just should be legal everywhere. It's a damn plant for crying out loud. Well, then... Uh, let's fast forward up to last Thanksgiving. Last Thanksgiving, my exquisitely wonderful daughter and my exquisitely beautiful grandchildren, three of my exquisitely beautiful grandchildren, came to town to spend Thanksgiving with me. How cool is that? So I had them, my daughter, my daughter had a nanny, brought the nanny, and my son Zach was here and his girlfriend, and I went out and I bought a great big giant turkey and all this, and I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my 60s, and I had kids running around like crazy. I had people running around like crazy. My son's running around. My daughter's running around. The nanny's running around. Everybody. And the nanny comes up to me, and she says, Mr. Crows. I said, yes. She goes, you look stressed. I, I said, do I look stressed? She goes, you look stressed. And I said, yeah, I, yeah, I'm a little stressed. She goes, would you like to smoke some pot? And I said, no, I do not. You know, don't even talk, you know. And my daughter said, don't talk to him about that. So the next thing you know, she comes over and she's got a little gummy. And she just says, do you trust me? I said, what? She goes, I take care of your grandchildren. Do you trust me? I said, yes, I trust you. She said, open your mouth. And she sticks the gummy in my mouth and says, chew on that, put it under your tongue, and you're going to relax. And then I said, is this marijuana? She said, no. She gave me the, the little thing it came out of. It, was, it had CBD in it. It was a CBD gummy. And I got to tell you, I'm just sitting in there and the kids are running around and everybody's running around and I'm just relaxed as could be. All of a sudden, I was relaxed as could be. And I'm asking, you know, Alexa to play some, uh, you know, some Isaac Hayes music. And I'm listening to a 42-year-old album, Isaac Hayes album on Alexa, and the kids are running around, and my son Zach looks at me, he goes, Dad, what's going on? You got Isaac Hayes on going on? And you're, I said, shush, I'm like, and I'm just relaxed back, and I was fine. Well, then I said, I need to know about CBD. Well, then I find out that CBD comes from hemp, which is, you know, cannabis, but there are two types of different cannabis, and I don't understand all of it, but one of it has a high THC count. That's what makes you high and goofy and makes you want to eat pizza and have sex. Uh, the other is has something called CBD, 
which does not make you high at all. It did relax me. It did unstress me. As a matter of fact, I found it to be rather wonderful. And in the course of my my daughter and my grandchildren's visit, where they were staying here at the house with, you know, four of them and the nanny, so that was five, and then Zach and his girlfriend were over all the time, I found myself having some of those things, you know, now and then. They were, they were good. So Anthony Sullivan has this big hemp farm, and hemp, they make CBD out of it, which people are claiming works miracles. Now, again, no, no testing going on that is reliable. I'm, uh, you know, but people are buying it and using it. I just, you know, my own personal experience, it de-stressed me very, very much. It relaxed me. I was very happy about that. I'm not a regular user, but I went and bought some and uh, I have it and it, it's here. But the other thing that hemp is used for is they make rope out of it. They make shirts out of it. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, oh gosh, in the 80s, I bought a shirt at a Paul McCartney co concert that was made out of hemp, and it was the most comfortable shirt I have ever owned in my life. It doesn't fit anymore. I think my daughter took it. It's gone. Anyway, you're listening to Ask the Garden Geek. So my daughter came over today and planted pumpkin seeds in my bed in the front. I've got a blank area in a bed in the front. And she planted pumpkin seeds. And she thinks that she's going to have pumpkins. Now understand, this is September 19th when she planted the seeds. And she thinks she's going to have pumpkins by, by Halloween. And I said, you know, I, I didn't know she did it. She did it. And I said, well, that's fine, but you're probably not going to have pumpkins by Halloween. She goes, really? I said, yeah, you need to, you know, all right, number one, pumpkins to grow pumpkins in Florida is very, very difficult. Not impossible, but difficult. Uh, there's a lot of pumpkins that are grown in North Florida and in Georgia and in Alabama and areas like that where they've got better soil. We have crappy soil here in this part of Florida. But I did know a gentleman over in Tampa, which is parallel to us, probably 30 miles away, who had an incredible pumpkin patch. Every year he would do a pumpkin patch for his church, and he grew pumpkins over there. He has since retired. I think him and his wife have moved even farther south in Florida, but they grew pumpkins there. And I got one of their pumpkins one time for Halloween for my kids when they were young. And you know, nice pumpkin, you know, really, really, really nice pumpkin. So my daughter, like, all excited. She went out and she bought pumpkin seeds. I don't know where she got them. I haven't even seen the package, but she's got them planted out there. And she watered them, and she did all of this. So she's all excited. So we will see. So I have to do a little bit of research and see how I can speed things along, perhaps with some, you know, fish oil or, you know, fish emulsion fertilizer, you know, something like that. See if we can get the things cranking a little bit and, and go. You're probably not going to have them by Halloween, but might have them afterwards. And she promises me a delicious pumpkin pie, which I absolutely love pumpkin pie. So, you know, with chance I could have that by Thanksgiving, you never know. My mother used to make the best pumpkin pie, the absolute best. And from what I understand, my daughter also makes a really good pumpkin pie. She was here last Thanksgiving. Now she lives here in the area, but last Thanksgiving, she lived out in Kansas and she came here for Thanksgiving. And when she came... You know, we had dinner over here 
and there was pumpkin pie on the table. Now, there's people running around here like crazy for days, and things were getting baked. You know, my son's girlfriend was in the baking stuff in the oven, and, you know, just all kinds of things going on. And when we sat down for Thanksgiving dinner, there was pumpkin pie. There was like three pumpkin pies. And I just assumed that my daughter had made them because she had made pumpkin pie in the past. And, you know, so I had a piece of pumpkin pie. I said, Cassie, you did a good job. This is pretty good you know, pumpkin pie. She goes, thank you, Dad. And my son, Zach, is like, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, so we're, we're just going. I had two pieces of pumpkin pie. It was, it was that good. And you know, I noticed that there was a bunch left. So I said, oh, I'm going to have pumpkin pie. At, then they later confessed to me that she did not bake the pumpkin pie that the pumpkin pie came from a store called Publix, a grocery store that is in the South. And they have a really good bakery. And they make really good pumpkin pies. I can, I can attest to it. So I enjoyed the pumpkin pies. But my daughter says, you know, she, if she grows these pumpkins, she's going to make me pumpkin pie. I have no experience with this. My mother never grew pumpkins, but always bought pumpkins from local growers, you know, as I was a kid growing up in Michigan. And, you know, she made pumpkin pies. She made pumpkin pies for the entire neighborhood. This is, this is no lie. Uh, for a while, when we lived in this little place called Mill Lake off of M37, between uh, Banfield, Michigan and Hastings, Michigan, larger between Battle Creek, Michigan and Hastings, Michigan, uh, she, we lived down at this little lake down in a valley. There were two lakes, Mill Lake and Little Mill Lake, and we lived between the two of them. And we had a store. There was a, the Mill Lake Market was there, and it was closed. When we moved there, it was closed. And my dad bought the building that it was in, which was next to our house. He said, we're going to open the store up again. I said, oh, that's a great idea. You know, I'm a little kid. I mean, uh, I get free candy is what my thing well, they opened the store, and yeah, it wasn't doing that good because you know not a lot of people lived there. So, but my mother was a baker, and she used to make pumpkin pie. She made apple pie. You know, we had, there was an apple orchard right next door, and you know she went out and gathered apples. She made a- apple the best apple pie in the entire world. My mother made the best apple pie, and she made the best pumpkin pie, and she made the best sweet potato pie. She made all of these pies and cakes. She made a banana cake that was just outrageously wonderful, and she started selling them in the store. Well, the next thing you know, everybody around Mill Lake is coming to the store and buying my mother's, and you know, pies and cakes and cupcakes and and all this and donuts and all the stuff that my mother made and then my mother had like full-time job at that stage baking at the house you know at, at our house which was right next door you know the old gas oven the 1942 you know gas oven that was in our house she's over there baking all the time to take over to the store and she she's baking at night and running the store during the day and she just ran, ran ragged. She goes, I can't do this anymore. And I'm telling you, the people around the lake, you know, she decided to sell the store. You know, we decided we're going to sell the building, but we're going to rent the store out. This lady named Jenny and her family came, and Jenny was going to take over the store. And she goes, well, you know, she said to my mom, her mom my mom's name was Lee. She goes, Lee, you're going to keep baking, right? She goes, I can bake a little bit, but not like I was before. So she did a little bit of baking. Jenny took over the store, and they ran the store. But because my mother could not keep up with the baking end of things, you know, Jenny was getting older all of a sudden, 
and she had an uncle who had health problems, <clears throat> and they closed the store down, and my dad turned it into a rental. Uh, you know, there was a there was a the store was basically an old house. He turned it back into an old house and turned it into a rental. And so that was a summer rental, actually, because it was on the lake. We had two houses there that were summer rentals. And, you know, we just did that. But boy, did I miss my mom's baking. And she made, like I say, the best pumpkin pie, oh, best chocolate chip cookies in the entire world. My mom passed away 13 years ago. And I will tell, 14 years ago now, take that back. And I have not had a really good chocolate chip cookie since she left us. And my sister loved her her banana cake, and the banana cake was delicious. And my mom always baked that for my sister. Well, my sister passed away in 1999 of cancer. And after that, my mother never, ever made another banana cake. And I, you know, and I, I couldn't ask her to make one. And she passed, and I was lamenting to my brother. I said, you know, I sure miss mom's. Uh, banana cake. And the the special thing about my mom's banana cake was the banana cake, but the frosting that went on, it was some kind of a vanilla cream cheese, weird mix of frosting that she homemade herself and put on there. And I said, I would give anything to have that again. My brother's wife happened to have my mother's recipe. And she, you know, my brother took a picture of it and emailed it to me. And now I have it. And I'm going to bake my first banana cake in years. I like to bake too. I, I just love to bake. I just haven't had time for it lately. But I'm going to try and duplicate my mother's banana cake. And if I do, and if I'm successful, I'm going to publish the recipe and just make it available for everybody because it's that good. It is, it, is, it is that good. And my daughter makes a really good pumpkin pie. So we're going to see. I might have my daughter help me with the, with the cake. We just may have a daddy-daughter bake-off, and we'll, we'll try the cake, and we will try, you know, pumpkin pies and all of those things. And we're growing our own pumpkins. I'm not growing my own bananas, although I did. You know, they have banana trees around here. And at the other house... I had a section of the yard that I wanted bananas in. I wanted to grow bananas over there. And I have a client who has banana trees in his backyard. And I went over to his house and he says, I got something for you. Come on over. And I went over there and uh, he had all these cuttings off his banana tree. He goes, just plant these in the ground, you know, fresh little babies. Plant those in the ground. He said, you're going to have bananas forever. So leave it to me to have this happen just before the then Mrs. Crows decided she wanted a divorce. But I had planted the trees anyway, and she now has bananas, and I don't. And, you know, and her bananas, by the way, are totally out of control. They've taken over a section of her yard. She doesn't know what to do with them. She tries digging them out. They keep growing back. I kind of think it's funny. Uh, but, you know, I would like to grow my own bananas again sometime, you know, when I'm in a place where nobody's going to throw me out. <laughs> especially at my own house. But anyway, that's the story of baking and growing stuff so you can bake pumpkins, bananas. You're listening to Ask the Garden Geek. <laughs> 